1: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast.
0: It's another day, a Tuesday as the Chiefs head into this bye week. I am Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and your host over at RGR Football on YouTube where I show you a lot of the pieces that we talk about here on this show. I want to say congratulations to all of you in Chiefs Kingdom. You made it to the bye and you're still here. There's been a lot of bandwagon back and forth this season and I think it's it's appropriate to say congratulations to those of you that are still hanging tough and still hanging with this team, because as they turn this corner, they're starting to give you reasons to believe again. It's been a rough second quarter of the season. Well, mid half of the season, if you want to put it that way, Um, a lot of up and down and this game proved no different. Uh, This particular offense hampered again by injury. We'll talk about that in a bit, but just didn't get it going the way that it normally does, but did enough. No, Pat Mahomes did not throw for 256 yards or whatever his, his minimum had been at that point. No, he did not throw for multiple touchdowns. This is just a symptom of where this team is at, and that's still okay. That's still applicable, and it's going to get them further down the road because I felt like they played with better balance in this particular contest. Felt like they did a good job, not just in the offense, in balancing the fact that they were struggling in the pass game some, which Mahomes even talked about in the post-game presser uh, before they climbed on a plane. And man, this has been a whirlwind. As I'm recording this on Tuesday evening, the team is probably just waking up at this point because I don't know how well everybody sleeps on that plane, but you finish the game late. You're you're down in Mexico. You you get dressed. You try to put everything back together, and you jump back on team plane and try to get home. Uh, according to BJ, they landed about six a.m. Uh, that's a long, long, long day after playing a game. Uh, the equipment will probably be a couple days behind, if I know the way that they're going to do that. But it doesn't matter because it's a bye week. They get that extra time off, and they're certainly going to need it. And that goes back to. Uh, the balance, because everybody's going to need It's not just the offense. They could have uh, exploited a little bit more in the passing game. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, in the, in the coming days. Um, and gave themselves a little bit of a bump uh, in an old, grinded-out kind of fashion with the run game. Definitely explore that as we go along. But here's the bigger thing. The thing that is the story of the day for me, in that this team finally got a defensive performance that was on par with the offense. Um, Pat Mahomes even put it that the defense saved them this time. That's something we haven't experienced in 20 some starts for Patrick Mahomes. I wasn't expecting that in the slightest, but that's what good teams do. When somebody has a down day, the other side of the ball picks up the slack. And I have to say that I was impressed with this defense for doing that. I felt like the staff got themselves back on a couple of trends that really helped themselves. Uh, We'll talk about that in the second segment. And I have been uh, doing a lot of work on that throughout the season that I'm getting ready to unveil. So look for that over on Chiefs Digest. I am going to be contributing in writing once in a while for Matt. So uh, just keep that in mind. But the bigger takeaway is that not only did the defense bail out the offense when it needed to, when it needed to help them and honestly play better than them in terms of being productive against its competition. But you finally saw the big acquisitions for this team in the offseason payoff. I put this on Twitter, and I still believe it, that that's the Frank Clark that you paid for, Chiefs Kingdom. That's what you should expect. And you're going to get a lot of comments, especially from Chargers fans, that, oh, he's going against backup tackles. And that's, that's absolutely true. That takes nothing away from the fact that Frank Clark was supposed to dominate those players because he is that good. And he went out there and did that. Now, would you like to see him dominate you know, some premier tackle talent in this league? Yes, definitely. But he did what he was supposed to do, what he should be doing week in and week out when he plays backups. That's exactly what you are to expect because that's the level of talent that he has. I won't say that he's completely healthy, but he's better than he has been. Uh, the pinch nerve issue in his neck, I think, is starting to dissipate. I think that's really the only reason that they even spoke about it is because it's starting to fade, which allows him to get a couple of things done. His dip looked really good. They highlighted that on the broadcast. And his partner in crime, Teron Matthew, actually put out the interception was great. I thought he came up in coverage really well a couple of times. He played downhill very well. He got beat a couple of times. That's going to happen for a DB. But the two of them together really showed the reasons that they're in Kansas City. We're going to talk about them and the rest of this defense as well. Matt and I are going to continue our conversation about some of the aspects of this game here. When we get back in a minute. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can improve your performance and have that extra confidence.
3: Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom.
0: Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package with no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. You'll get your shipment free when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com. That's promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Now, as the offense continued to move the ball, obviously, Travis Kelsey had a night. That's great to see because against the particular coverages that they were seeing, you wanted to see Kelsey do that. Against cover three, you want to attack the seams. They saw him jump into some cover two, and he still was able to hit that corner pattern that I thought the broadcast covered pretty well. Don't want to go over that any extra, but Kelsey clearly was the focus without Tyreek Hill in it, and that's... The big takeaway is the injury to Hill. I was wrong. I said during the telecast that it looked like it was cramps to me the way that he was able to get up and and move around. It looked like it was bothering him, but it didn't seem like it was unable to be extended or anything like that. Well, evidently, I was wrong. Uh, an MRA is on the way. I haven't seen the results of that at this point today yet. So we will have an update for you when we do. But. Without Hill, and I think it was reasonable uh, on a side note, I think it was reasonable for the team to hold him out and just as a precaution. Um, not somebody who has a lot of soft tissue uh, injury history, so I don't think you have to be too concerned about it for the long term. But it is something that you don't want to push your star, the guy that it really does slow down uh, just what the offense can do when he's not on the field. I think that was evident in this game. Now. The Chargers know them very well, so maybe that is part of the the concept there. But without Hill, it had to be Kelsey. And without Kelsey, it would have been Slim Pickens because I thought we saw a couple of explosive plays from Sammy Watkins, but he didn't get fed enough. Um, I'm going to have to take a look at the All-22 before I figure out just how they were playing it or why they were playing it that caused Mahomes not to be able to give him the ball. Uh, Same with Hardman. Um, 50% uh, completion percentage, only two catches on four targets. I just didn't have... The oomph in the the pass game for some reason. Uh, I feel that it's it's partially some from some physical coverage, um, but also whether it registered or not as quote unquote pressures. There was a lot of guys in his face. Um, Eric Fisher didn't have the greatest outing coming back. Clearly, he is night and day beyond what Cam Irving is able to give you at tackle. Um, I do think that Cam Irving will get another shot, likely at guard, but. Just having fish there solidified what you're trying to do. I think it helped Wiley. I thought Wiley played probably his best game of the season. Uh, And I'm okay with them using him then. I I know I had said pregame that I wanted to see Wiz there. And Wiz did get in the game. Um, He played very well for coming in cold. Uh, Snapping the ball, something that he hadn't done. Ryder was able to come back. Uh, I just wasn't extremely pleased and it's not going to show up in the grades from PFF. It's not going to show up on the stat sheet because he's a center. I just feel like Ryder's time is coming to a close and down the stretch. I think you have to get whiz on the field. If it's not at left guard. Okay. Then it needs to be at center because I feel as you go forward, the experience factor is only going to help more. And I feel like he's just playing better in better position um, in, in better angles when he's making blocks, and I feel like that's going to help because the pressure that Bosa and Ingram in particular, but I will say the Chargers did a pretty good job of moving it around and getting some pressure for some other guys that I didn't expect. Uh, When you look at at that coming again, uh, another game against them in the regular season, and who knows what happens in the postseason. you got to think that the Patriots can pressure. Uh, Matt Udon's hanging out there because the Ravens are going to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't think they could implode to the point where they don't. Uh, pressure is going to be the name of the game. And with fish back, if you're going to go with Wiley, okay, I want to see Wiz on the field because I felt like that unit worked pretty well with him in there. Um, I wouldn't have put him at center by choice, but Hey, it works. That said, Mahomes still had guys in his face. He still had to move around the pocket quite a bit. I, I didn't see any pockets that he bailed on necessarily early. I mean, maybe a touch, um, uh, but the big takeaway that we talked about with Matt last night was turning some of those flushes into some runs. I thought that was a new aspect that he, despite having an injury a month ago, uh, is now taking advantage more with his legs. I don't want to see that. It, I will say that he didn't look 100% after that, that one high step run that he took. Um, Wanted to see him kind of relax a little bit on that. And that's just a, a, a bit of stress beyond what he's been doing lately. So uh, very just to see how he feels. On Wednesday, and and how he feels after a bit of a break here during the bye week, there is more recovery that can go on now than any other time in the season. So good for him. Uh, He may need that. But that offensive line did come through uh, in generally giving him a better platform to throw from, and yet the coverage, I think, was better, and that's what led to the passing game. So in response, I give Andy Reid credit. There was, I mean, even if you take the Mahomes runs out of it, you're still talking over 40% of the pa- of the plays called were runs. Uh, that'd be 22 carries without Mahomes' scrambles to 37 pass attempts. So if my math's right, it uh, should be around 40. I think that's better, and they weren't explosive yards. Um, LaShawn had one big play that I thought was pretty explosive. Um, other than that, uh, Daryl got the bulk of the carries. I thought he did a good job with them. But his longest run of the, of the day was six yards. Um, LeShawn's was, was eight. So it wasn't huge chunk plays. But they got back to a team that had a defense that could play and that they could grind yardage out when they had to. And this is what the running game's for. When you have a, a preliminary, uh, preemptive, postmodern quarterback like the Chiefs do that you want to throw as much as you can, especially if you're Andy Reid, Sometimes, when that's not working, you got to be able to run the ball. And even though it wasn't pretty, this was an ugly game all the way around. Um, I think it's proved that they can grind when they have to. And I do feel like Wiley helped that out. Fish helped that out. Wiz helped that out. Um, Wiz is still a better pass blocker. Don't get me wrong. He is definitely a better pass blocker than run blocker. But on the whole, to see them be able to do that, especially knowing that they have a couple of injuries now, um, no updates uh, of anything concrete on. Damian Williams, who appears with with rib injuries, they have a tendency to linger. So I don't know that even post by he's going to be 100 percent be able to go Uh, concussion protocol for LaShawn McCoy. Don't have any update on that. You could see a number of things uh, happening in terms of scenarios for his return. So Daryl looks to be the lead back at this point. Uh, If they can both recover, um, I think it's still best to lead with Daryl and let LaShawn be the, the, the fill-in, the change of pace. I know that you want to see him back. He, he did look pretty spry at times. That fumble is never going to leave my head. <laughs> at least he, he recovered it himself. I still feel like they have the ability to be a little bit harder-nosed with Daryl. I want to see them do that, and maybe they get Darwin Thompson into the mix. If LaShawn stays out and he and Daryl cannot be a one-two punch Um, There is a possibility that they try to bring in another back. Alex Collins is recently out there off of a broken leg. Um, Saw some news about him. You never know what they might do. Um, It's kind of an apt situation for a pickup of a veteran that doesn't cost you hardly anything. So that can make some sense. I just don't know who you would sit down in the meantime. Uh, The Chiefs did make a late change uh, putting Ogba on IR. No word on whether they intend to try to bring him back or not or if it's just a waiting game. Um, That did allow uh Derek Dieter to come back up to the roster. He did play a couple of snaps, so that was interesting. But there's a lot more to dig into. Uh, And I ended up talking about offense instead of defense this whole time, so I guess we'll talk with Matt about the defense. And tomorrow we'll get back (laughs) to talking about some of the explosive plays from this defense, and we'll dig a little bit deeper as we go on. So when we get back from this break, we'll get back with Matt Derrick.
3: If you found a hundred on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? Of course you take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay you when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing if you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can Always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter wh- how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code locked on to activate the offer. That's promo code locked on. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Now,
0: There's another aspect to this bye week and what it can help you with. And I like where you were going with that because everyone talks about what the bye week can do for players. And as they should because it's such a physical grind in this league at this point in the season. But I feel like there's a mental toll that goes on the coaching staff as well. And like you were saying that sometimes Andy Reed just gets predictable with this play call. I feel like there's a wall for the coaching staff as well. Long nights, watching film, that kind of thing. Maybe this is the perfect time for the buy for Andy Reed as well.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, it's been kind of, uh, the chiefs have had some of these late bye weeks, the last couple of years, in the Mexico city game plan, and, you know, being scheduled for that the last two years has helped with that. And in the past, Andy Reid has really liked having the later bye weeks because, as you alluded to earlier, it gives you that one week off late in the season when you're trying to make a playoff push that can be advantageous. This year, I think it's it's been kind of worked against them just because of how many injuries that they've had. You haven't had you know that opportunity to just give everybody a, a quick rest. And it's not just even you know the the big longer term injuries that they've had with some guys. I mean, everybody gets banged up. I mean, that's just the reality of an NFL season. Everybody gets dinged up. So yeah, I mean, the the late bye week for the players this year I think has been tough. But you're right for the coaches too. I mean, it this is a grind, and and every almost every other team in the league at this point has gotten a chance you know to have that break, and the Chiefs haven't yet. So I, I think it's going to be big. I mean, they've got to take advantage of it. Just you know, power down for a few days. That's what Andy Reid usually does. Um, coaches, I think, usually start coming back on Saturday um, to, to get ready for next week. You know, the, the players will come back in, a, you know, like Sunday and Monday. So, I mean, they really did get a few days to get away, you know, after tomorrow. And that, I think that's going to be big. I think it's big for the players and the coaches. I think it is, too. And, and even beyond that, the, the physical relaxation that they can get is
0: one thing. I'm, I'm sure that that helps aches, pains, whatever little injuries you're But I think it also provides an opportunity to refocus because and I think that's why they chose to play Fisher and LDT tonight. There was a lot of talk about them. Well, why wouldn't you wait until after the bye? Well, I think this this kind of knocks a bunch of the rust off, gives you a few extra days to to a recover from your first action in, in a number of weeks, but also gives you time to get back to focusing on how you are playing and doing your job. Because there was a lot of pressure tonight, but I feel like they dealt with it better than they had.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think you're right. I mean, I do think there's an advantage to to getting back before the bye week and knocking out a little bit of that rust off. But at the same time, I mean, Andy Reid has been very consistent, and in, in the and the Patrick Mahomes injury if anything proves it. I mean, it really does. Is that he says he's not he doesn't play games with injuries. If you can't play, you can't play. And if you can, you're going to play, and it doesn't matter what anything else happens. It doesn't matter if it's a bye week or uh, there's something else coming up. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. He's going to he's going to let you play when you're healthy. And so I I think some of it was just timing that both those guys were able to come back this week. But I think it actually does work out that you're right, letting them those guys get out there and get some of that rust knocked off. I think will help them for that game coming back against the Raiders in the first of December.
0: And that's got to be key because I felt like without Hill, some of the passing game really, really slowed down. And it's not like the Chargers play a ton of confusing looks. They're pretty solid in what they give you pre-snap. I felt like, I don't know if it was stamina. I felt like Mahomes was a little bit off uh, at times tonight. Not, Not as much as I was expecting. So does that help? really solidify what they're going to do if this injury with Hill is going to linger at all.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I we alluded to earlier. I mean, I, I think there's a little bit of let's not blow too much out of this game because it's a, it's, it's an aberration. I mean, with the environment and everything going on, I don't know. There's a whole lot of things you can take away from and, you know, project and say this is what's going to happen going forward. But I will say this I have increasingly felt like this season that Tyreek Hill, one, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt to me at this point. He's the most explosive player in the league. When the Mm -hmm. ball gets in his hands, there are things that he just can do that I don't see anybody else in the league doing right now. I mean, there's maybe there's a couple of guys out there you can make an argument for. But when he gets the ball, it's just ridiculous what he can do. But it's also just ridiculous what the Chiefs do when he's in there versus when he's not in there. And we talk about Mahomes being a game changer, and he absolutely is. But right now, the difference between the Chiefs being a one of the best offenses in the league versus being one of the best offenses in league history is Tyreek Hill. And if he's healthy and get things done, I mean, he is the one that makes this offense go. Yeah, and he's going to have to. They have
0: to get that figured out because, like you said, they come back and they're looking at Oakland and they're looking at New England right after that whereas the Raiders get a bit of a break here with the Jets before the Chiefs, and then they're going to have to take on Tennessee. Um, the Chargers have fallen. This was a, a pretty costly loss for them in terms of trying to stain the competition for the AFC West title, um, but they have a pretty easy slate going forward. Now, they get the bye week this week as well, and then uh, come back with Denver and Jacksonville. So um, this seems to me like once they... Return from this bye, the division is going to be decided pretty much. It looks like to me against the Oakland Raiders.
1: Yeah, you know the uh, first two games back for the for the for the Chiefs after the bye week probably going to decide everything. I mean, if you if you if the Chiefs beat the Raiders, depending on what the Raiders do this week, I mean, that's basically going to give them at least a two game lead with with the tiebreaker. So you win that game, you're really putting the hammer down. But if you can beat the, the Patriots as well, you go two and zero in those games. You know, I think the AFC West at that point is done. I don't think there's is, even though the Raiders have a really easy schedule, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any way they can recover from from the Chiefs beating them. And if, if the Chiefs get a win on the road at, at New England, it doesn't really matter what happens the rest of the way. Chargers have zero room for error now. Um, I don't think the Broncos are going to play their way back into this one either. Nope. Um But I mean this this was this was the Chargers Super Bowl. I mean this was the game that they had to win. To try and to be a part of it. Right now, I mean, I think they've got to be zero march of ever just to be a playoff team. I mean, I think they're out of it, but they could be out of it for, for real here after the bye week. Yeah, definitely.
0: And so I guess as we look at overall where they've come at this point in the season, knowing they've gotten to the bye week and this is where they're at, how do you feel about what the Monday Night Football game, um, well, let me ask you this first. Is there any chance that Andy Reid and Clark Hunt allow this team to go back to Mexico
1: in the next 10 years? <laughs> well, I don't think they're going to volunteer for it again. Um, I think Between what we saw with the turf and everything on um, Monday night, I don't think it's something that they're eager to go back for. I mean, they really wanted to go down for the marketing and the exposure. And I'll tell you what, I mean, it worked out brilliantly for them. I mean, you know, they weren't sure that they were going to get to go back again this year. But the Chiefs have said, hey, you know what? We're willing to do it as a road game and want to give up a home game for it. But they said, hey, we're willing to do it. I mean, if you want to send us on the road to Mexico City, we'll do it. And I, I think, you know, at this point and and sending Patrick Mahomes at this point down there to Mexico City, it was a really good stroke of luck for them from a marketing standpoint. Um, but yeah, no, I think the Chiefs are are done for a while. I mean, they gave up their home game for London, so they won't have to do that for a while. Um, I don't think they're going to volunteer to go to Mexico City. I mean, hey, could they end up you know playing somebody in London here in a couple of years as a road game? I think it's possible, but no, I I think they're done with with Mexico City for a while. I'll be there for a
0: game in London. I'm not going to Beijing. Anyone who tries to put that on me, no, yeah, I don't. I don't,
1: I don't see Clark volunteering for that one either. I hope not. <laughs>
0: oh, let's talk about smog. No more. Um, okay, so then to, to wrap it up, as they've come through this point in the season and what this game is. Is going to send them off to the bye week with a little bit of a pick me up, a little bit of reassurance that hey, when it when our backs against the wall, uh, that we can get this done. How do you feel about their chances here down the stretch?
1: I mean, I think this team is still a bit of an enigma. I mean, you you look at this just the season, you know, individually game by game, and I think you can make the argument a couple different ways that this is. You can either say that this team is absolutely a Super Bowl caliber team, that if it gets into the playoffs and you get some favorable matchups, that it can make a run. I think you could also make the you know, argument that, that this team is flawed, that it's got some things that are wrong with it, that it's not perfect, and that could end up being what dooms them in January. But I don't think there's any, I mean, I I I, I try not to overreact to any one single game. And you could easily do that. I mean, you could say you could you could look at the Baltimore game and say, you know what? Chiefs can beat Lamar Jackson in Baltimore right now. They can beat anybody. And then you could also say, hey, if the Chiefs are going to go on the road and lose to Tennessee, they can lose to anybody. And you know what? Both those things are are true. I mean, you know, it's this is a team that if it's healthy and Mahomes is playing well, Tyreek Hill is healthy. Frank Clark is healthy. Chris Jones is healthy they're not missing a whole lot of starters on the offensive line or there's anything bites them in the in the secondary anymore. I, I this is a team that I think is still built for January and can make a run. But you know, it's also there's not a lot of margin for error. I mean, if the if the injuries keep piling up, I mean, this could just be as a lost season in that regard. You're so much
0: more mature than I am. I can't keep everything <laughs> level like that. Uh, but hey, that's why we have you around,
1: <laughs> so folks. There you go. I try. I I try not to get too high. I try not
0: to get too low. <laughs> Matt, the voice of reason. Uh, folks, you can get more reason over at Chiefs Digest. Make sure you're checking out everything that he does. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight and going through all this. Absolutely, great talking to you, Ryan. Thanks, folks. Uh, we will be back with you tomorrow when we get an update. You will get an update. Thanks for listening today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music